Hello, and welcome to Grim and Whim, unnerving tales to haunt, mystify, and spark curiosity. Let's be curious together. Welcome to a new segment on Grim and Whim called r slash creepy encounters. And this is where I go on to Reddit and I have been reading some crazy stories about just weird, strange encounters that people have had with other people. Because I feel like the universe is is crazy and big and weird and strange, but people are always sometimes the most confusing to me anyways. And this subreddit definitely highlights that fact. And so strap in and uh, get ready to possibly cringe as we go over some creepy encounters. Our first story doesn't really have a title, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and get right into it. I'm 45 in August. This happened when I was 19. My girlfriend and I were months away from being parents for the first time, and we were both working jobs. I worked in retail as a key holder. She was working as an assistant manager at a place in the local strip mall. After my shift one day, I took the deposit bag, wrapped it up in my work clothes, put all of that in a bag, and I went to walk the five or so minutes to my girlfriend's work. Just before I got to the door of the mall, a man came up and asked me if I could help start his car. He needs to get to work, but he can't do it himself. Now growing up, my family had cars like that, so I was like, damn air intake or whatever, and I said I'd help. We walk around the corner of the mall to where a car is sitting. That's the car I'm going to help start, I think to myself. The man says, so, we just need to get in and I'll drive you to my car I need help starting. Hairs on the back of my neck start to rise. I have ignored gut instincts before. But this is a sensation that very clearly is telling me. Ignore these physiological warnings at your certain peril. I quickly explained to him that I thought this was going to be a very quick thing, and I have somewhere I need to be and I'm already late. I apologize and walk away from him into the mall and watch him leave in the car before going to my girlfriend's workplace. I tell her we are going to scrap our plans for dinner and make it home ASAP dropping the deposit bag on the way. As we're crossing the parking lot to head to the bank in a roundabout way, we see the same dude who was in a hurry to get to work, slowly driving around a parking lot, just scoping people out. There is no doubt in my mind I would have certainly regretted getting into a car with that man that day. There is a good chance I wouldn't be able to even type this story out today. If your gut instinct ever throws you some spidey sense vibes, listen to your body. I actually have a story very, very similar to this, where a man approached me while I was filling up my car with gas, and he wanted me to look at something on his car. And I was around like 20, 21, and I've always been that kind of person where when people approach me, and they start talking to me, it takes me sometimes a second to process what's happening just because I am um, just a little bit awkward and it just takes me a second to really understand what they're asking. And 
I looked at him and I said, well, you know, I, I'm actually on my way to work, which was true. I was late. I was not late for a shift, but I was, you know, I, I, I tried to get there early and I was, you know, filling up my car and it was something that needed to be done quickly so I could get, you know, to my job at the restaurant. And, um, you know, I basically said, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm really busy. I, I can't right now. And he kind of looked at me for a second with like a really weird kind of look and he didn't say anything. And then he just walked away. And when I got in my car after I was done filling up my tank and I drove away, I just knew I was like, yeah, that was that was weird. Something was up. You know, that person, I don't think he really needed my help. And and, and I'm sure that there are some people who, you know, have perfectly pure intentions and you know ask for help and stuff like that but I don't know it's just it was it was the the encounter just fell off and just the way that he looked at me just fell off and so I'm very glad that I trusted my instinct and didn't you know walk over to where his car was and I think that the person who posted this reddit story said it best you know if you feel a spidey sense if something feels wrong it probably is wrong you know if, if it doesn't feel right just don't don't go with that person or, you know, wait till there's another person around. Um, just don't don't put yourself in a situation that you might regret. The next story is entitled Desolate Lake. One time I went to this lake out in the middle of nowhere. Only people around are Mennonites. No cell reception. When I got to the lake, I would walk the trails and skip rocks. No fish could live in this lake, due to it's always freezing out in the winter. Anyways, when I get there, a guy is there with his dog. He says he's fishing. He fishes here a lot. His minnow bucket is empty, of minnows, but it does have a blue liquid in it. He even shows me, saying, Ain't it weird how the liquid is blue? He starts talking about Frenchies and Corgis, and two dog breeds that I'm interested in purchasing. Hardly anyone knows that. I tell him. I'm waiting for friends, but they weren't showing. I don't know where they are at. He then talks about a missing girl in the area, and how he is going with his dog to look for her. I stay waiting for my friends. I have my machete and am cutting sticks for a fire. He comes back after 15 minutes. He tells me, His dog couldn't smell any rotting body. He starts walking towards me, but he sees I have a machete in my hand. He stops. He gets into his pickup and leaves. I did call the cops to report this man since the missing girl has been in the news often. I see this man a couple months later because he visits the restaurant I work at. He stares at me and says nothing. I never see him again and the cops still haven't found that girl. I googled missing people in my area, and there are in fact many missing people who never get talked of. It's rumored meth was involved with the girl's disappearance, but who knows at this point. There is an edit to this story because the person who wrote this um, said that when they wrote this, it was several years before this incident and since then the Mennonites in the area drained the lake and they cut out all the weeds and started renovating the new lake 
with new docks, stairs, and everything. And so keep in mind, if you go visit this lake, it is strange if you see anyone else there. So for them to do this only adds to the creepiness. The next creepy encounter story is titled, Someone Carved a Pentagram Onto My Bedroom Window. I, a female, 25 years old, lived on the top floor of a small apartment block. My bedroom is by a walkway that the residents of our floor use to access some of the public amenities in our building, such as the laundry lines, car parking, and rubbish bin areas. The way our building is set up is a bit labyrinthine, too. Our tags only allow us to access our own blocks from the front of the building, but using the walkways at the back of the building gives you access to everyone's kitchen doors, which are our back doors, I guess. I tend to play music really loudly while I'm awake. I play it constantly. It ranges from Mitski to Gojira, and while no one has directly told me it is bothersome, some of the neighbors have made passive-aggressive comments like, I can tell you stay up all night by the music. My blinds are also completely up until nighttime because I like the light flooding into my room during the day. I get great sunshine, but unfortunately that means that whoever walks past my room can see exactly what I am doing all the time. I have some things in my room that indicate that I am a bit goth. I have chains hanging from my closet door handles. I wear them as belts. And my spiked collars are also dangling from whichever available surface. Most of our neighbors are old and conservative, but I never thought being goth would be an issue because I try to be congenial to our neighbors and try not to be too raucous. Of course, ruffling feathers is a bit unavoidable when you share walls with your neighbors and everyone is always in your business. Anyway, I opened up my blinds the other morning and noticed something odd on my window. Initially, I thought that Perhaps the building window washer hadn't cleaned away some product residue when he was there the previous day. I called my housemate to look at it, just to note how big the smear was. I got to work as usual, not paying attention to it for another few hours. When I took a break, I stared at it again and decided, okay, I will clean it up. I got some window spray and set to work. I cleaned both the inside and outside of the window because I hadn't actually wiped my windows down from my bedroom in a few months. To my surprise, the smear didn't budge. I looked at it a bit more closely and saw that someone had used something very fine to scratch a pentagram into my window. It's not scratched in very deeply, but now that I know that it's there, I can see it quite distinctly. It's hard to capture on camera, and I have to send a photo to our rental agent, or else I'll have to pay for the window to be replaced when my lease is up. I am a very heavy sleeper, so I'm not surprised that someone was able to scratch it onto my window while I was asleep. I stare out my bedroom windows all day, and I didn't notice anything the day before. It's not overtly creepy in the sense that I'm actively in danger or being stalked, but I am a bit paranoid that neighbors are intolerant of living in the same building as someone like me. The pentagram felt targeted, definitely. 
Before going right into the final story, I did just want to put a short trigger warning as there is discussion of suicide in the final story. And so if you know that that could be harmful to you and triggering for your mental health, I will see you on the next episode. Go ahead and skip this one and take care of yourself. Thank you. This final creepy encounter story is called, She Was Dead and I Didn't Even Know It. About five years ago, I was living at home with my parents and my twin brother was there too. Every morning at about 7 a.m., we would both head out for a run. We had mapped out this giant loop that we would run. To make it a bit of a competition, I would run it in one direction and my twin would run it in the other direction. That way we could run and stay focused. Part of this loop was on the main street of the city my parents lived in. On this main road, there were these shady apartments, kind of hidden by a bunch of trees. The direction I was running, the view of the apartments was obscured by a giant hedge bush, and I couldn't see the apartments until I was right in front of them. Out of my peripherals, I see a woman standing among the trees, staring at me. I immediately get the chills and do not turn to face her because I didn't want to be rude. So I run on and forget about this a few minutes later. I pass my twin about 10 minutes later. He's going in the opposite direction as I. I get home and my twin isn't back yet. So I go about the rest of my morning routine, including taking a shower. I get out of the shower and my twin still hasn't come back yet. And I'm starting to get a bit worried. An hour after I had gotten home, he's still not back and I call him. He tells me he's on his way back, and he has something he needs to tell me and my parents. He finally gets home and tells us that he's been running in front of these apartments. He saw a woman hanging from the trees in front of the apartment. He finally gets home and tells us that as he's running in front of these apartments, he saw a woman hanging from the trees in front of the apartment. As soon as it's obvious He's seen her. A man comes sprinting from the apartments, wailing and screaming, No! I can't believe she did this! And grabs her body and lays her on the ground and starts performing CPR. It's obvious he is her husband. My brother calls the local police, and they dispatch an ambulance and police officers. My brother has to stay for questioning in a witness report and all that jazz. He is obviously troubled by it, since he was going the opposite way that I was running. He didn't have a hedge obscuring his view and got a straight-on view of the woman hanging there. It's still hard for me to believe that the woman I saw staring at me out of my peripherals was dead the entire time. I do find it very sketchy that the husband came running out as soon as it was obvious that someone had found the body. That is a bit too convenient if you ask me. But I don't want to say this man killed his wife without any evidence. My brother is never followed up with by the police, leading me to believe the death was ruled a suicide. I just still can't fathom that if I would have turned to face this woman, I would have discovered her about 20 minutes earlier than my twin, and it deeply disturbs me that I didn't.
Thank you so much for joining me. It's goodbye for now, but I hope to haunt you again soon. If you have your own scary story, or a strange encounter, or anything else that falls under the umbrella of mysterious, or chilling, or spooky, you can type it out, and please send it to grimandwhim at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-N-D-W-H-I-M at gmail.com.